Hi and welcome to the 5-Minute Business Boost, where you get to choose your 5-Minute Investment. I'm your host, Sam Hicks, and I'll be discussing topics under the headings of business development, marketing, photography, and much more. In this episode, we delve into the power of personas part two, with some real-life examples and, more importantly, a how-to. But first, a small recap and a drill down. In Personas Part 1, we used aligning ideals ideals and ideas with Helix Personas. Remember those 34 from Australia that they've developed. But in this episode, we're actually going to drill right down, get very specific and call it a buyer persona. So a buyer persona is a fictional depiction of your ideal consumer, also known as a customer persona, audience persona or marketing persona. Some call them avatars. Did I mention I hate that word? Ew. So this persona may be developed after extensive study into your target or current audience. Along with their goals, pain points and purchasing habits, this persona is given a name, demographic, details, interests and behavioural characteristics. This will mean you will need to seek out insights, analytics and customer data you have had from bookings, sales or more importantly, any type of data that you can use for this fact-finding mission, including direct feedback. A buyer's persona role is to assist you, the small business owner, in efficiently targeting particular client segments with their marketing message. You can retain consistency in a product development, brand language, social media strategy by understanding your buyer persona. And with this strategy, you can target the wants and preferences of a customer rather than your own priorities. So it sort of keeps you focused. So a buyer persona is created through numerous processes, including number one, comprehensive audience research, as I mentioned before. So that's about assembling all that information on your current clients, your social media followers, and the goals of your rivals. So you've got to look into your competitors, see what they're doing. You will need to consider elements including age, place, language, interest, purchasing capacity and challenges. Remember those pain points? Keeps coming up. Number two, you need to determine the goals and problems of the customer. Find out what is driving your customers and the issues that they're trying to solve. Again, it's those pain points. You need to acquire the in-moment information and engage in social listening along with the feeling analysis. So what's the actual consumer who's walking through your doors how are they feeling number three you need to recognize how you can participate so beyond its characteristics think about the advantages your product or service delivers determine the purchase obstacles and or buying stage of your followers where are they in the buying journey think about it anyway so let's create your buyer persona by compiling all that research as i've mentioned and we're looking for reoccurring traits you need to organize these traits into distinct buyer personalities with names positions held and other distinguishing traits focusing on their goals describe who they are and what they aim to become lifestyle traits help with this as well buyers personas in the end should provide a humanized image of potential customers by being descriptive and in-depth. The objective is to make it easier for the whole team to comprehend and relate to your target audience. So when you're telling your team this is what we're doing or if you're a team of one, you're telling yourself. So you need to work on how you can understand that target audience. And you need to be relatable. Okay, so let's imagine for a moment you're a cafe. 
Yes, this is the how-to component of the podcast. Let's have three personas, Marg, Sam and Peter the tradie. We're going to divide them up into activities, interests and opinions. AIO or psychographic segmentation. Now, this is according to Schiffman, Ocas, Paldino and Carson, who wrote Consumer Behaviour 6th Edition. Absolutely love this book because it delves into segmentation like there's no tomorrow. So, just for this, I have made up a table and it'll be in my notes and I've allocated the AIO and the psychographic lifestyle. Whilst I think this is a guess, but you can see what I've tried to do in this example and hopefully you can understand what I'm trying to do. So, the table in front of me is columns. Column one is who, column two is activities, column three is interests, column four is opinions and column five I've tried to allocate a psychographic lifestyle. Now these were devised up by Michelle Levine of Roy Morgan Research, see the connection there with the first episode and Colin Benjamin of Horizon Network. So let's get back to who. Let's talk about Mark. Mark is a semi-retired local who drops in two times a week for coffee and morning or afternoon tea with her husband might be family members who visit or it might be with a local interest group her activities would include volunteer work holidays with the hubby or the family local group activities like walking groups or musical reading or a game group you know she might be into mahjong who knows interests interests might be her animals she might live in town she might live out of town she might enjoy walking discovering new places to visit with her hubby she might enjoy reading it might be on a tablet it might be old school books and watching documentaries either on the ipad or on tv and she really enjoys catching up with her friends and like-minded retirees Opinions. Her opinions might include and might be limited to because as you get older, you do like to have a lot of opinions. So her opinions might include things like sometimes things take way too long to do. I must learn new tech to stay up to date with booking online, for example. My husband does not like tech. My friends make me laugh and we share concerns and information with each other. So her psychographic lifestyle might include fairer deal traditional family life so let's go down to our second person so sam and this is not based on me but it could be is a self-employed parent often running in to grab a cup of coffee after school drop-off or for a meeting or a last minute meal for the family may attend a special meal event at the cafe depending on the time of year and availability of babysitters So her activities might include work, the school run and after school activities. She may or may not have time for a sport or an exercise group. Interests. She likes learning new things to help business grow. She enjoys social media and loves catching up with friends and relatives. Her opinions. We like to try new products and seek out breaks that are not touristy and this won't be long breaks these will be short breaks kids are asking for more experiences either offline or off offline or online sometimes it's hard to keep up 
with all the calendar dates of events and happenings because she will be the social calendar person for the whole family. And she's got to do a bit of juggling there. Okay, so that's her opinion. Now, what is her psychographic lifestyle? Well, it might run into a couple of different ones. She might be in the social awareness group with traditional family life and looking for something better. Let's talk about Peter the Young Trainee. So, who is he? He's the young tradie that works and lives local. He runs in to grab a coffee or a breakfast roll each morning. He may attend an event or a special cafe event, depending on work schedules and time of year. What are his activities like that he likes to do? He might play local footy or cricket. He works, of course, and he enjoys camping either with his mates or his girlfriend or his wife. He may have a young family, not too sure. What are his interests? Sports school, new techs with cars or resources for work, or really cool camping and fishing spots. What are his opinions? So his opinions might be, being self-employed is tricky, all that red tape and compliance. I must use tech to stay current and compliant. My girlfriend or wife helps me as much as possible with IT. Supply and demand have been challenging in the last two years. Now, what will his psychographic lifestyle might be? Might be something better, young optimism and visible achievement. Now, so let's imagine you now have to market to these three different buyer personas. You need a different voice for each. You need a different channel potentially and you need to offer something that can help with those pain points. So as I spoke about in part one, personas or buyers personas are important for small businesses as they play that vital role in understanding target markets on a deeper level. With the exercise we've done, whilst it's not perfect, we have learned how to consider these insights into customers' needs, motivations and what their pain points are. So this has helped us identify and segment those target markets. And we've now humanized the customer data. By doing this, we've now started down that journey of encouraging more personalized engaged marketing and sales experiences. And you can use these personas and insights to craft marketing strategies that resonate with persona buyer needs. You can tailor your products and services to address those identified pain points. Think of those last minute meals, coffee ready to go. Innovate and improve offerings based on customer feedback. So one or two or all three of those buyer personas will give you feedback if you ask them. Thanks to listening to the 5-Minute Business Boost. For more information, follow me on social media, sign up for my newsletter or check out my website for up-and-coming workshops and or courses. See how we can work together to reach your small business goals. Remember, anything is possible, especially in the northeast of Victoria. Until next time, cheerio.